Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's let's start start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. This is Elizabeth. I am here actually solo today without Maria or Tara. It is just me recording an episode with my friend Steph. And so this is a little bit of a different episode, a little bit special. I'm excited to share it with you. Steph and I met when she first joined my Thrive Tribe Intuitive Eating Coaching Program. And she has so graciously and generously just Um, agreed to come back and share a little bit of her intuitive eating journey with us and what it is like to go through this process of dropping out of diet culture, of healing your relationship with food and your body, of really learning a different way to connect with your body, to connect with yourself outside the rules and the confines of diet culture. So I really hope that you'll find it helpful. So an honest conversation, we talk about the ups and the downs of healing your relationship with food, but she so eloquently describes what it's like. And really, we talk about how intuitive eating turns into intuitive living in a way that you just really have to experience to fully understand. And I hope you really, really enjoy this conversation. And of course, thanks so much to Steph for being willing to come and share some of her experience with us. Let's jump in. So hi, Steph. I'm super excited to talk to you. And before we get into the conversation, let's just introduce everyone to who you are and how we met. Sure. Um, Okay. Well, I'm Steph and I was part of your um, intuitive eating group. Oh gosh. um, About a year ago now, I think. And um, I just, I was kind of a beautiful fan from afar and just felt like it was time to dive in. And I'm so glad I did. (laughs) I'm so glad. So yeah, so I'm really excited for you to share what this intuitive eating journey was like for you. Well, um, I have lupus and I have, um, at the time, kind of what triggered my push was I at that point was diagnosed with um, hypertension and Mm -hmm. they didn't know if it was stress induced or if, or what, or if it was just secondary to the disease itself, or if it was hereditary because it runs in my family. Um, So I was like, you know what? Yes, I absolutely want to promote my health. Let's see what we can do to um, start this journey. But I wanted to combat it from both ends. Let's do that nutrition piece and let's do, you know, traditional methods. And I've had previous, so we talk, you talk about the pendulum a lot Mm -hmm. in, um, in between restricting and overeating for anyone who's not quite sure. And so where I was, was um, 
I had gone back and forth quite a bit. So it was starting to kind of, it was kind of in those halfway points. So it wasn't all the way up here, but it was kind of um, in the midway where you were hitting maybe a 45 degree angle on both sides versus mm-hmm. the complete like 180, 90, whatever. Um, uh, so um, I had some experience with both. I've, done like meal plans in the past and things like that. It's just, there was the psychology piece that wasn't sticking for me. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to get to the why things aren't sticking. And Mm -hmm. so going through the program, um, one forgiveness was kind of the biggest takeaway for me as someone who learned to read. Literally, I learned to read by reading food labels. So um, that tells you how long I've been on diets and yeah, restricted and yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> About four or five. <laughs> so for me, that forgiveness piece and the joy of eating and going away from certain words like safe versus trigger versus like the touch words are no longer in my vocabulary. And it's not so much what I eat. It's my cravings have changed. So like Mm -hmm. I crave texture, I crave color, I crave like watermelon has been a thing lately, like lots Mm -hmm. of hydration and kind of if you're into like Ayurveda type stuff, like more of like that pit of cool kind of vibe Mm -hmm. has been my thing lately. But the way I eat has changed and how I perceive eating in general just has changed. Ooh, so um, tell us more. What are like a couple of the biggest changes? Okay. So for instance, I thought I loved pizza. <laughs> I, I I thought I did because I ate it all the time. Well, it uh-huh. turns out um, it was more of a binge food uh-huh. and I still enjoy it, but I eat it maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. Like, but I thought it was the one food I would eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and never get tired. Turns out I actually crave more like Indian dishes, Thai dishes, like add spice, add texture, add flavor. And I'm more into those types of foods than I am. And may I ask you, so if you feel like sharing prior to intuitive eating, when it felt like, oh my gosh, I could eat pizza morning, noon, and night. Is that a food that you sort of were telling yourself you shouldn't eat or maybe felt guilty if you did eat or felt like you had to super hypermanage it or not really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It was, it was very much a, um, once I ate it, there were, and I don't want to say consequences, but there were ramifications and things I had to do. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Right. So it's just like, I asked that question to point out the power of like, you have full permission to eat it unconditionally right now. And then it turns out, wow, maybe I, I don't even, I enjoy it, but I don't have to have, it's like, it changes. Right. It's not the first thing I go to anymore. Like when people are like, what do you want? Usually I used to be like, Oh, I could go for a pizza. No, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not anymore. Honestly, it's, Ooh, do you have a good Thai place nearby? Ooh, do you like, what's Mediterranean too is another thing. Mm, like, yeah, especially in the summer, too. like the cool, crisp. Yeah, I'm kind of actually. I was kind of digging the salad you made the other day, <laughs> the watermelon oh. salad. I'm like, oh yeah, that was yummy. Yeah, I posted it I'm on like, Instagram. Yeah, I was. I'm like, oh my gosh, those are the flavors and the textures I'm craving right now. And it's funny. One of our favorite restaurants here actually makes really good summertime. Mm-hmm. Let me have that for dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, there you go. Sparking ideas. 
What yeah. about, so your eating has shifted and the way yeah, that you so. feel about food has shifted yeah. and how yeah. has that impacted the quality of your life? Well, I'm no longer on blood pressure meds. So, Amazing. Yeah. So my unit of measurement um, is not like a number on a scale. It's not, um, yeah, I'm not obsessed about that anymore. Even at the doctor's office, if they feel like they have to, I just turn around. And I'm like, don't tell me. I don't need yeah. to know. I want to know what my lab work says. I want to know what my blood pressure is. I want to know um, what, um, like, am I dehydrated? What are those, what do those numbers say? And uh -huh. um, <laughs> I was on, and I'll fully share, I was on 2.5 milligrams of Norvask, which is very, very small. And I was starting to bottom out at night. Like my mm -hmm. blood pressure would be like 90 over 50, 96 over 52. And I'm like, okay, doc, do we think it's time to remove me? He went, let's see how you do without it now. I think yeah. you're ready. So I, um, so that's one big thing. And is, that's like, we minimizing the stress, right? Yeah. Surrounding food, different techniques for managing stress and really just focusing on those healthful behaviors without focusing on weight loss. And, that, and like that's what you did different, right? Yeah. Yeah. And piggybacking off of that meal planning is no longer stressful. It's, yeah. it's, um, and so one thing I, I do that is, so I know in group, we talked about it. I hated grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. Well, is it cost-effective for me to order things online through a certain package or whatever? And so I've been doing that and I'm able to make grocery list and meal plan that way. And then I have a dry erase kind of thing on my fridge. And I just say, here are the meals that we have for the week and mm -hmm. uh, the ingredients that go with each. And that way, that way I'm also not forgetting the ingredients that I have in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I tend to go more towards the produce that's in my fridge. I tend to go towards like nuts and berries. And we also have a really yummy farmer's market on Saturday. So that's where we get like our meats and things. Yeah. So it's, Ooh, what are some sides that are going to go with that? And so yeah. And it's so, because you want to, right? Yes, Not I because you have to eat. Someone's telling you you have to eat all these vegetables or like you genuinely no, I crave them. want that. Did you yeah, ever imagine I, that those are the things you would crave? Never. <laughs> <laughs> never. I was an ice cream and pizza girl and I ate salads as punishment. Not as punishment, but because I was told I had to. And now I'm like... Ooh, I, I keep spinach on hand and just grab it by the handfuls. And it's like, Ooh, I have some nuts. I have some berries. I have, Ooh, I have this yummy dressing. Let me throw it together. And it takes like two seconds and it's fun and it's easy. And like, I actually enjoy what I eat and yeah, it feels so, I always struggle with how to describe to people what it feels like, but it's, it's just liberating, right? And it's yes. empowering. Are the, the two words that I always come back to and more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and this does sound really dorky, but I'm also saving money because I'm not <laughs> going out. So like, so like with the stress of, of planning, it was, oh, I'm just gonna DoorDash or oh, I'm just gonna order. Uh -huh. or, oh, I'm just and, and we don't like we're going out to eat tonight with family, but this is the first time all week, like maybe yeah. once, twice a week versus like five, six nights a week. It's been great. Yeah. That's amazing. So before 
were you skeptical about intuitive eating? I mean, I tried to share with people what it's like and getting back in touch with your body and sort of, you know, naturally craving more nutrient dense foods, not because someone's force feeding them to you or because you have to stay within a calorie limit or like rebuilding that sense of trust of keeping any food you want to keep in your pantry and knowing that you can feel confident and in control around it. And I'm curious if you were skeptical about how all of that could work for you prior to beginning. I feel like you were very kind and I could trust you right off the bat. But that being said, there is that innate fear that, okay, you're the first nutritionist I've talked to that doesn't comment on the scale, that doesn't comment on you need this, 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 and this, and is so restrictive. I think I was more curious than afraid because Mm -hmm. I'm like, other methods didn't work up to this point or they worked to a point. And Mm -hmm. I already know that with my past relationship with food, I needed to change the psychological piece of it. And you were bringing something different. So I'm like, hmm, you're teaching me a principle to trust myself. Maybe that's the piece I need to work on. And so it, and It's funny because I think the fear went away when, it sounds so stupid and I'm going to cry, but um, the fear went away when we were in group together. And I don't know if you remember, but I had bought Girl Scout cookies. I had Mm -hmm. bought Thin Mints and I put them in my freezer. And for the first time in my life, they got freezer burnt Uh because I actually forgot they were in there. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't eat the whole box in one sitting. I forgot they existed because I was so excited over everything else I had in my fridge or everything else I had available to me. Like that's not something that happened ever in my life. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I am trusting my body. And honestly, I got two things that sold me immediately. The -hmm. first thing was in our first meeting um, mm-hmm. to see if it was a good idea. And you taught me how to do that body scan. I was going to say, I know exactly what you're going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and you taught me the body scan. And I never realized how disassociated I originally was from my body and my, and just in general, like whether I was sick, whether I was thirsty, like not food aside in general, I was so disassociated from my body. Because I'm like, oh, I'm scanning. I feel this here. I feel this here. Oh, what can I do to remedy that? It takes two seconds. Okay, here we go. And then feeling a hunger cue for the very first time kind of just blew me away. Yeah. And you, I remember point. you felt that actually yeah. live in our session and it yeah. was like really powerful. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. And, and I explained it. And you're like, I think you're, because one thing I love is your, your narrative. It's, it's always a, comes from such a place of kindness and grace. And it's never giving me an answer, but it's guiding me to what mm-hmm. I think I hear you saying. And that, that that's a narrative that resonates strongly with me. And like what I was describing was a hunger cue. And I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. And then learning how to, one, understand the level of, of hunger I was feeling like mm-hmm. they're different levels and then mm-hmm. you don't have you and this sounds really silly but for someone who's never felt hunger or fullness before I've only felt 
hangry and sick. Uh huh. <laughs> like like only knowing the the, the extremes. Yeah, yeah, the extremes. Yeah, it, it was. Oh, so maybe I don't need a full meal. Maybe I just need a little snack. Let's see how we feel in a couple minutes. Maybe uh-huh. add something as we go. And that has helped me so much. Like I can't like. I can't even express my gratitude. It's worth its weight in gold. Just that skill alone um, has helped immensely on this journey. So powerful. And it just makes, I can't help but think about how, how much we're trained to look outside of ourselves for the answers when it comes to food, movement, all of our other, like that just you know, somebody give me the plan. Tell me how many calories, tell me which foods to avoid. Tell me like how long I have to be on the treadmill, right? It's always outside. And like, it's such, it's so, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, I can't, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but like really the answers are within us. It's instinctual. If you can actually listen to your body, like the, the skills you teach go beyond food. And that's yeah. what I loved. Like, mm-hmm. and I guess that I would, that was the final thing was my movement piece. I, because I came from such a restrictive mm-hmm. and then party time kind of mm-hmm. mentality, it was, well, you have to, you have to take this many steps a day. You have to do this much. Mm-hmm. You have to do this much. And I was like, you know what? And when you met me, I was in, kind of the party mode. I was, I was coming off of that party mode, if you will. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do this because mm-hmm. I've been my whole life and I've injured myself and, da, 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 and it's, Rebel- it's like rebellion, a little bit yeah, of rebellion, right? Rebellion. Yeah. It was total rebellion. So what do I do now that I'm close to work? I bought a, an electric bike and I bike to work. Yeah. I, I sneak in. And yesterday, um, I walked, um, my, my movement break was walking up to the ice cream shop, which is about mm-hmm. two miles from my, like two miles to and from, yeah. from my house. So I'm like, uh-huh. I get a good walk in and I get a treat. Double and I get bonus. an ice cream. What's better than that? <laughs> exactly. And if I walk just a couple, like maybe a hundred feet farther, there's a yoga studio. So I can do yoga as well. All from, and so, um, like we went to the beach last week, I went kayaking, um, and I just love being in the water and it's just, it's being able to try things and yeah. not because you have to, but because you want to. And you would be proud. I bought some hiking shoes. Yes. And I've been yeah. hiking. I know. I know. I'm, like, no, I'm obsessed with hiking. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I um and it's something my husband and I actually really enjoy doing together. Yeah. So we kind of just again, nothing crazy yet, but little like Roosevelt Island here and there, or, um, my, my goal is to build up to Billy goat, but not yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love that one. I was going to say, we'll have to swap notes about where we yes. like to hike, but, <laughs> yes. um, so here's a question for you. If you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing before you started this intuitive eating journey with me, what would you tell yourself? Be patient with yourself. Yeah be patient with yourself. It's a process. Uh, We, there's so much we have to unlearn in order to make space for the new information. And yes, it's, it can be, I don't want to say frustrating. That's the wrong word, but you're learning, right? So when you're Mm -hmm. learning, you have those growing pains. And when, and when you're unlearning, you're, you're 
removing that old, old, not information. So it's, And it doesn't just automatically disappear, right? That stuff is still in your brain all the time. No, it's still in your brain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's not perfect. It's it, but it, I know how much happier I feel having the new tools and having, and just, but yeah, just forgiveness and patience. Yeah. Uh, It's funny. I mean, if someone were to ask me, those are definitely two of the tools I would say right at the outset, we need forgiveness and patience and self-compassion, which is really, I guess, kind of like self-forgiveness, but yeah. yeah. And it's not a linear journey. You're right. It's not like this perfect magical thing that happens. It's hard freaking work and there's ups and downs and challenges that arise, but overall, it's worth it, right? Like, I mean, it's worth its weight in gold. It, it's a whole mm-hmm. new because you're developing a whole new mindset, and it mm-hmm. doesn't just apply. Like I said, it doesn't just apply to food. I feel like, as a country in general, we're so disassociated from our instincts. We're so disassociated from our mind, our body, our spirit, because we're on devices all day. It's all of, like you said earlier. It's all about the external. So, what this journey is truly doing is. It's bringing you back internal. It's oh, bringing yeah. you back to who you are and identifying what your individual needs are to feel safe, nourished, supported in more than just food. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could not have said that any better than how you just did. It's so, so, so often people tell me, and I know other um, practitioners as well, that intuitive eating turns into intuitive living. And I think it really is what you just described. It's yes, it's about the food, but it's about so much more than the food. Oh yeah. It's how you show up in life and for yourself in lots of different areas. And it's weird because one thing I've noticed, and this is, and I don't want to say it's a side effect, but it is a side effect is when becoming more intuitive with myself, I'm like, I'm noticing that I'm a little bit crankier, more frustrated. Why is that? Do I need a break? Okay. Mm -hmm. Time to set some boundaries. Okay. What does that look like? And it's, and it's being able to, I don't want to say take control, but in an era, you and I, I'm sure you and I grew up in an era where boundary setting was very challenging and it wasn't promoted, if promoted at all. So yeah. this journey has really given me the permission to look internally and understand, oh, this is what I need to, yeah. to I don't want to say fix, but to, to complete support myself. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To support myself. And oh, oh, I need a rest. Okay, let me take a few minutes here mm-hmm. and just take a breath, do do a breathing exercise, ground myself. And I've been grounding myself before meetings lately at work. And that's made a huge difference um, in meetings that I've had professionally. Oh, yeah. Like it's just, it, it this program touches on so much more than just food and covers. So like I said, it's worth its weight in gold. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Uh, So who do you think should consider starting an intuitive eating journey? Who, who do you think is, who would you say? Everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) That's what I would say, but I'm a little biased. Anyone who is just done feeling frustrated with the scale, frustrated with just mealtime struggles in general. If you're, I mean, I envision someone like me who's been looking at labels since she learned to read by looking at nutrition labels and they teach me nothing. And it's okay. 
the foods I actually enjoy don't even have labels anymore. Like that's the funny part. And there's no, and like throwing away the rule book, like for a rebel, like me was like, that's language. I understood that's language that resonated (laughs) deeply with me. And I'm like, Ooh, like, I like it. Like, yeah. So I, I mean, truly anybody who just wants a different perspective and wants to feel that joy again, and wants to, uh, Understand that it's work. It, it is yeah. very different for anyone looking to find certain quantifiable results in a certain direction. This you won't find that. But if you want that internal peace mm-hmm. and that internal hope and that excitement and joy, yeah, yeah. and don't think back. Tw- don't think twice. And I assume by quantifiable results, you're um, referring specifically to the scale. Because you actually do have quantifiable results in your lab markers. I do, oh, I also. do in my lab work. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. True, true, true. I, I just don't want to trigger anyone by saying certain words. But yes, that was no, no, I was referring thank specifically. You for yeah. Yeah. More if like, you're ready or willing or curious of going beyond the scale, which brings up a really good point. That can be really scary, right? So like, what yes. ha, what would you say to that, that fear of, but what, what might happen if I take my focus off the scale? Well, I go back. It's, it's funny for me. Um, I look at, for me, I'm a data dork, right? So I look, I look at other units of measurement. I look at my blood work. I look at my blood pressure. That was kind of the big one. I look at the amount of water I'm drinking each day. And then again, going back intuitively, how are you feeling inside? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have energy? Are you feeling lethargic? Are you, are you in pain anywhere? And I noticed for me, my energy has increased. I, um, I realize now I have to move or I, or my joints do get sore and fatigued. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to plan more movement breaks. But again, now that I, I intuitively know that I can make, I can put those plans in motion. I didn't know that before. And I was yeah. just angry and like, Oh, I'm in pain. Why am I in pain? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, but I just, for me, the scale is no longer if I have to, again, I have lupus. So if I use it, I use it to gauge inflammation, but I let my doctor do that part. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's not a make it or break it. Yeah. It's just how. So I love I that you're mis- articulating. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, no, okay. you're articulating kind of what it's like to not be tied to the scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the things you just mentioned are all the things you can gain by really learning how to shift your focus off of it, which is pretty awesome. Well, and the stress that, that, I mean, okay. So you focus on the scale and you are, is it pleasurable or punishable? And it, for mm-hmm. me, it felt very punishing. And why am I going to punish something that I love so incredibly much and food should be, it shouldn't be a reward or a punishment. you you eat to nourish yourself. And going back to that scaled mentality, it felt like a punishment. And so you were giving me a reward and I'm like, okay, let me trust that. Let me see where I go with that. And, and and I'm rebelling against the system, which of course, I I mean, I always love the rebellion, (laughs) let's be honest, but, but I felt so much freer. And then the stress from the scale 
stress levels have reduced. Therefore, yeah. blood pressure has reduced. Therefore, yeah. I mean, inflammation, there we go. Inflammation has reduced quite a bit, mm-hmm. actually. So it's been um, a great experience of just changing your mentality, changing the pressures on yourself. Uh, we, as women, we have enough pressures as, as it is. We don't need to add a silly little robotic thing that gives you a number. It's just a number. Doesn't yes. mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, okay, so thank you. You have done such a great job of articulating so many, just what it's like to go through an intuitive eating journey and some of what you can gain and being honest about the challenges, um, which I just so super appreciate. So I guess... I would love to ask you just one last kind of specific question Mm. about the Thrive Tribe and what you would say to someone who's considering it. That's the name of my group intuitive eating coaching program, just in case somebody doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So you, I love how you developed and created a narrative for a safe space. And Mm -hmm. even in here, we were able to kind of model and moderate what that looks like and what that sounds like in the group. Mm -hmm. And so I loved that um, because this is an emotional space. People are going to come with triggers. People are going to come. It is very vulnerable, but you create a space where if something's not setting right, I loved that I could always follow up with you and ask questions or say, hey, this, I'm not sure why, but this sat a little bit differently with me. Why? Or, oh, this, um, because again, we all come from our own journeys and Mm -hmm. um, perspectives. And when you're in a place of vulnerability, we are going to share things that may trigger someone else. And mm-hmm. so yeah. moder- you do a beautiful job moderating that and oh, making that you. a place, I mean, truly where you do feel safe and we are able to kind of guide each other along the way and learn the narrative that keeps that space safe. So expect that, expect to change the narrative, um, which is good. And then um, also I liked using the workbook along with Um, the articles and the online um, platform, because for me, I could then go and refer back and, um, and I could kind of do things at my own pace. Cause I will say um, for me, I did have to go back a few times. Mm -hmm. There were certain things that resonated. I was able to absorb more quickly. Yeah, it depends when you're ready to receive them, right? Yes, yes. So I loved being able to kind of go back and be like, okay, now I'm ready to tackle this. And now I'm ready to tackle this. And um, so I really enjoyed that. I loved our our meetings. I felt like it was a great place to share. I will say, um, make sure you're in a space where you feel comfortable sharing, um, like in a room where you can be a little bit quieter. I know there were some in the tribe I was in, we had some friends at work who maybe didn't feel as comfortable sharing at the first meeting, but then by the second meeting, they're like, okay, yeah, everyone's gone for the day. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Such an so, important point. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Your physical space, like lending itself to, yeah. Cause we get, we go deep sometimes. Right. I mean, well, and you want to feel deep. comfortable doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you had to sum up in one sentence, how intuitive eating uh-huh. has changed your life, what's your sentence? Intuitive eating has helped me maintain remission and live my life freely and authentically. 
Love it. Beautiful. <laughs> I've totally put you on the spot with that. And that was like a beautiful answer you came up with. So thank you so much for being willing to come and share your story. I'm so really grateful. I know it's going to help so many people out there who are wondering what this is all about, wondering if it could be for them, if it might work for them, just on the fence. It really, I know is going to be super helpful. So thank you for being willing to share. Thank you for the platform in this space. I'm Join, 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 join. (laughs) Thank you. All right. We will talk to you, Steph. All right. Bye. If you too would like to heal your relationship with food and your body, if you want to find a more peaceful, positive, empowering relationship with food, with your body, with yourself, and you are curious or ready to drop out of diet culture and learn how to eat intuitively and practice gentle, flexible nutrition and health promoting self-care, I invite you to apply to my Thrive Tribe group coaching program. The next group launches in the middle of September. Enrollment is open right now. The doors are open and the best way for you to get started or figure out if this is the right next step for you is to book a free whole health strategy call with me. It's an opportunity to chat about your goals, to learn more about intuitive eating, to learn a little bit more about how intuitive eating or how my Thrive Tribe groups work and what it looks like to work with me so that you can make an empowered decision and we can decide together if you're a good fit for the group. But if you're interested, I would love, love, love to talk to you. Reach out at the link in the show notes, book that free whole health strategy call with me. um, And let's go from there. 